Welcome to the Go Big Betcast with Dave, Boomer, Producer Skip, and Redcast Rob. Welcome to the Go Big Betcast. I'm your host, David Gaspers, and I'm with Boomer. Well, first off, I'd just like to let our listeners know, I know the season's coming to a close, but don't worry, we'll keep churning out shows. Uh, look forward to a Honky's coming breakdown of all the uh, Star Wars movies and series that they've announced released today with the uh, Go Big Force cast, so you'll be looking forward to that. And uh, last week's picks uh, looked pretty good. Uh, we did have one cancellation, Buffalo, Ohio. It's kind of a shame. Uh, lost uh, some action there. I was really looking forward to that game, but otherwise went 2-0 and with uh, Indiana. We had them at plus 14.5, and, and they went out right. And looked pretty good. And then uh, also had the Cyclones, minus 6.5 at West Virginia, and they pretty well curb-stomped uh, that game. So looked good, and they're in the uh, Big 12 championship. So good job, Cyclones. All right, thanks, Boomer. I also hit on that Indiana game. I, uh, I lost my over on Baylor-Oklahoma, so I went one-on-one with that cancellation. Oh, no. Rob, how'd you do? Well, with Kansas season coming to a close, it begs the question, <laughs> if Kansas even plays and nobody watches, did Kansas even really play? Um, last week, I went 2-1, and one, and surprisingly, Kansas was not one of those wins. They were my actual loss. They lost the game, but they did not cover uh, against Texas Tech. Oh, no! In fact, I'm pretty sure Texas Tech was trying to lose that game, and Kansas still couldn't win. Um, and then I had the Oklahoma State TCU. They covered that easily. And then, of course, our Huskers won the game against Purdue, and, and they were actually the underdog there at two and a half. So um, I would call that my steal of the week if we had one of those. Yeah, the Red Raiders were trying to jockey for draft position in that game, you could yeah. tell. Oh, and, and that puts me, I believe, 16-7 and seven on the season total. So um, I'm feeling pretty good about my picks this year. That's solid, Rob. That gut has treated you well. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who knows me knows I, I do a lot of gut picks, especially uh, in our in our pre-show uh, discussion. So um, I'm not going to apologize for it because, as as I said, my gut seems to win out more than not. Skip, how's that brain treating you? Yeah, two and one uh, last week. Nevada got me a win. San Diego State got me a win, and uh, I was derailed finally by. The, betting against Kansas as well as some of you were, so it was a good ride. And uh, I think Kansas considered it a such a great victory and and uh, way to finish the season that they just went ahead and canceled their next game so they can finish on that high of covering a spread right. for the first time all season. Oh, no. You'll be missed, Kansas. Les Miles' victory speech in the locker room, like, guys, you covered the spread. Good job. Hey, if you, uh, this is a little tease, if you stick around for my best bets, I got another team that has not covered a spread all year I'll be betting against. All right, all right. Hey, Skip, how did uh, Vegas Jer do? Vegas Jer back on winning track, 2-1. and one. He had Nebraska Moneyline. He also had Indiana, like almost all of our Redcasters did. And then he lost on Arizona State, who was upset by UCLA. All right. Well, uh, the uh, the Betcast Syndicate is back in their winning ways. That's that's great to hear. Let's, and it looks uh, like we respect the Hoosiers more than the College Football Playoff Committee. So, yeah, you know, we learned our lesson. We didn't want to disrespect the Indiana Hoosiers football program after last year, right, Boomer? And uh, you know, at this point, uh, I'm not going to go against the the Hoosiers, and I, I would take them uh, this week if they were playing. <laughs> 
That's right, uh, down two more Big Ten games this week. Two more cancellations. That seems to be on par with uh, how the last three, four, last month of the Big Ten season has gone. Yep, that's that's the truth, Skip. Well, let's uh, take a look at the Nebraska game first before we dive into the Big Ten lines. Uh, Skip, uh, I'm looking at a Nebraska favored by 11 now. Is that right? Over, 11, under, 60? You'll either find it at 11 or 10.5 on most sites. Over, under, you could find it anywhere from 58.5 to 60. Wow. I'm also looking at team totals of 35.5 for Nebraska, 23.5 for Minnesota. It's been a while since you've seen Nebraska with uh, that big old number next to a conference game. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is, feels like more typical. It always feels like uh, Nebraska betting lines move in the in the favor of Nebraska, and it's because we have these Nebraska fans <laughs> that, that just have this undying, unwavering belief that we're gonna you know win and cover, and they always seem to move the line and in mysterious ways. I I, I think we're gonna beat Minnesota but that's a that's a pretty good spread boomer what are your thoughts on this one yeah that's a lot of points but there's a lot of things that I think play into that it's just Minnesota's having so many games off um they haven't played since what before Thanksgiving and they're going to be short players we don't know who at this point but being short any sort of depth in a conference like the Big Ten makes it tough and their kicking game has struggled all year so there's going to be probably a lot of points left on the field or the possibility for a lot of points left on the field for the for the Gophers, and you know, with Culp, we've had a solid kicking game. So, even if a red zone, you know, drive does stall, Nebraska's more likely to score than Minnesota. So, I can kind of see why you might set a line, you know, that high for this game, just from what we've seen, and you know, momentum kind of moving Nebraska's way in these last couple games. Hey, hey, Boomer, what's the uh, weather forecast for Lincoln? Uh, well, Lincoln, it's looking like we're going to get probably our first significant snowfall of the year uh, starting Friday. I think it's supposed to go until just right around kickoff or just after kickoff so a few inches of snow so it'll be cold blustery and a little snowy so that might play a, that might impact the game a bit so i'll be curious to see how both teams handle probably the, the the first sloppy conditions of the year you know the game opened at nine and a half i don't know if you guys caught any of that early in the week i jumped on nebraska actually at that number pretty big nine and a half um a little too shaky for me to take them anywhere from 11 to 14 like we've kind of talked about on the red cast and i've talked about with you personally it i mean it feels like nebraska's got momentum but that's when they've come to bite you uh in the butt every time when you get that feeling at least for me uh it's kind of been that uh, one step forward one step back it's felt like in this program once you know we all felt good about the game last week and the offense and the defense is looking good but that's when sometimes you get a little too in love and so I would be still a little nervous to lay 11, 12, but when I saw a single-digit 9.5, I, I jumped on that earlier in the week, especially with Minnesota, like you mentioned, Boomer, not having games, not having practices. What is their you know, roster going to be like this week? It just felt like all the, the edge here is on Nebraska, given um, those two trajectories right now. Yeah, you know, Skip, I, I, that all makes logical sense um but this is a very illogical year you know and i I think i've seen numbers where 
Uh, teams with 15 days or more off are like something like 19 and 10 um, <laughs> coming back on their next game. I mean, it's just you would think that uh, taking two weeks off is it would be devastating to just kind of the rhythm and flow of a, a team, but it hasn't really been the case. So I, I, I don't know. I, I'll be intrigued to, to see where that goes. Rob, it, you've been taking the Huskers and winning with them quite a bit. What do you think? I have, and I'm actually feeling pretty good about it this week. Um so since they joined the Big Ten, as we all know, they're they're five and four against Minnesota. Um, an interesting number, though, that that I'm looking at because I'm I'm staring at all these scores over the years that the, with these two teams play, and it's more often than not the games end up in in a blowout. Um, the average uh, the average difference, um, you know, in the team that went in one is somewhere around twenty points. Um, you know, so whoever wins this game is going to win by twenty points. Now. Nebraska is the better team right now than Minnesota, in my opinion. Um, ten and a half seems like a crazy spread given what we've seen all year, but I mean, given the history of this of this rivalry, as I as I air quoted over the last nine years, ten and a half really isn't that much of a spread if if the winning team is winning by twenty points. So, yeah, that's a good little nugget there, Rob. Yeah, I think that's true. You know, I mean, we have oscillated back and forth with Minnesota, right? They blew us out last year. We blew them out the year before. It's definitely gone back and forth. And those haven't been, unless like un, Boomer, like a Northwestern Nebraska game, which is guaranteed to be three points plus or minus every year, these Minnesota games haven't been as close. So that's a good call. Well, yeah, in the last five games, I mean, I'll just throw the scores out. Uh, the last five games, 2015 was 48-25 Nebraska. Um, and then the next year was a lot closer in Lincoln. It was 24-17. But then Minnesota 54-21, Nebraska 53-28, Minnesota 34-7. So, I mean, if if history, you know, is is anything means anything between these two schools, uh, whoever's going to win is going to win big. We're due, and um, is that what you're saying? Uh, also, hopefully, <laughs> our roster remembers that shellacking last year and uh, would like uh, to do a little bit of payback. Uh, Dave, maybe one way to look at this is the first half line. Maybe Minnesota comes out a little rusty, at least in the first half, because of their layoff, and Nebraska rides that momentum, and they've generally been better in the first half this year, especially uh, early in games. They're less than a touchdown, first half line, six and a half. What, would, you, would you feel more comfortable laying that number instead of the game line? I like that one a lot more. Uh, I think that's a good read there, Skip. I think that's a safer bet. There's no kind of backdoor cover there. Um, I do think we typically have some success early in games. Uh, so, yeah, if I was going to bet on this, I would probably look at that six and a half um, with Nebraska in the first half. Good call. You just hope that if they win the coin toss, they elect to receive. Well, that had been the case until the last two games, right, Boomer? Suddenly we have actually uh, kicked off the last two games and received in the second half. Uh, so I, 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 I'm not even going to count on that. Hey, it works, so might as well keep riding it. That's true. That's true. Um, all right, guys. All right, well, um, enough of uh, Husker talk for now. If you want to hear more about the big matchup versus Minnesota, check out the, the Redcast Boomer, myself, Honky, and Mac uh, can drone on for an hour plus about it. So, <laughs> uh, high quality entertainment there. Uh, let's uh, take a look at those Big Ten lines. The Big Ten week ahead. All right, Skip. Uh, let's uh, start with uh, the 
Land of Lincoln Trophy, is that right, Boomer? It used to be uh, the Sweet Sioux Tomahawk, I believe, but that's no longer appropriate. So uh, Northwestern, 13.5 point favorite over Illinois, over under 40.5. Mentioning this offline, that over under a 40.5, that is like service academy Army Navy game type <laughs> level, which yes, you said this year, this weekend, it's thirty eight and a half Army versus Navy. That's how low. I mean, they're they're predicting a Army Navy type of score here in Northwestern Illinois. And you know, Skip. I mean, the last time I took the under on Northwestern, it was against Michigan State, um, and I should have won that if it wasn't for a crazy uh, last second mm-hmm. touchdown by by Sparty. So I'd be tempted again to maybe buy this up to forty two and a half. And, and take the under. I'm also very tempted to take uh, the Fighting Illini here to cover the the 13 and a half points, um, or maybe you might be able to even get it at two touchdowns, I suppose. Um, but I, I think that uh, Northwestern just isn't. I mean, looking at that over under, I don't expect anybody to think Wildcats are going to blow them out. This is a rivalry game. Uh, it's typically a, a, a closer game. Boomer, you got to read on this. Uh, not a whole lot. I don't trust Northwestern a whole lot, especially after that Michigan State game where they kind of let me down at the end there. Um, it's hard to hard to get a read on it. That's a pretty big spread for Northwestern, who's not known for churning out a lot of points. And it's hard to get a, a judge of what Illinois can do. They can, you know, run the ball reasonably well, as we saw. But, uh, you know, they can struggle in other avenues of the game. And, you know, is Northwestern just going to kind of go through motions on this since they already have the... You know, their division locked up, looking forward to Ohio State. I don't know, so I, I wouldn't go a whole lot on this game. I'd, I'd probably avoid it. I would note that the uh, Land of Lincoln Trophy was actually designed by uh, Dick Tracy artist uh, Dick uh, Locher, I believe, or Locher, however you pronounce that. So I don't know why really? you need a, Yeah, I don't know why you need a Dick Tracy artist to design a stovepipe hat, but what are you going to do? I just thought I'd throw that little trivia out there for everybody. It's so. a great nugget. It was. So that's what, that's what people listen to this for. And how that impacts your bets. Go right ahead, Bo. Yeah, you decide. That's right. Well, Rob is a big uh, comic book guy. I mean, does that influence your choice here at all, Rob? I'm going to say absolutely not. Um, you know, I'm not even going to go with my gut on this one. I'm, I'm going to say this is probably my don't touch it with a big 10-foot pull uh, pick of the week. Um, I'm definitely going to, if I was going to be doing a, a parlay or something, I would take Northwestern on the parlay on the money line to win because, um, they've won the last five games in, uh, in a row on this and they've actually won. They're like seven and one over their last eight games. So, um, but you're right, Dave, where it's, it's really hard to tell what Northwestern's going to do. I mean, it seems like every three years or so Northwestern just blows them out. Um, you know, or I should say every three wins, Northwestern blows them out. But usually the games are pretty close, um, even, you know, eight-point games here and there. But like three years ago, 42-7, right? Um, but last year, 29-10. What I'm seeing here is that Northwestern can score more than 21 points against Illinois, which is something around what they're averaging for the year. Um, I mean, 13.5, that's a lot. Um, so it that... That number worries me a lot, but um, yeah, I I mean, it's either going to be it's so hard to tell with a, with a game like this. Um, you know, I do think Northwestern is going to win, but I I wouldn't go anywhere near the points on this. You were looking at a one hundred percent chance of rain and snow mix in Evanston, Illinois, this Saturday. High forty one, so we're probably looking about uh, 
30 low 30s kickoff uh 100 chance of rain so it could definitely factor well, then, into the under you know what there. let me take the under I was gonna say, well, then let me go with the with the classic honky pick, and I'm gonna pick Northwestern to win this game five to two. <laughs> yeah, maybe bet that under It'll up to forty two and a half just to be safe, right, Dave? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take the under at forty two and a half. Crave that you don't get a bad beat, like that's the last right, time that's you did. Right. With I'm, Northwestern. I'm all right, uh, let's let's move on to the uh, land grant trophy, Boomer. One of your favorite trophies of all time, uh, the Nittany oh, Lions man. of Penn State, favored by fourteen and a half over Sparty, over under at forty-seven. Tell me all about the land grant trophy, Boomer. Well, that was not designed by a Dick Tracy artist. That looks more like it was designed by Bob from Accounting, who's just told, "Crap, that trophy's due today. Come up with something," and he just rummaged through the office closet and stapled a bunch of stuff together to supply what he found. It's it's a delight, folks. If you haven't seen it, look it up, and I, there's it's nobody like, that can take that seriously. So. It's a collection of glass and wood yeah, and, and things other things, right? Yeah, together. It's, it's awful. How old so, are but, some of these trophies we're referencing uh, between this one and the Land of Lincoln? The Land of Lincoln was oh, late 2000s, I think, they they introduced that one because they retired the, the, the Tomahawk. Um, yep. And the Land Grant one was... One of those force trophies they tried to institute when Penn State joined the the Big Ten because everybody needs a trophy game in the Big Ten, and you know they can't just let some of them, you know, happen organically, which is why we end up with fun trophies like the five dollar bits of broken chair, and we end up with the corporate sponsored uh, focus group heroes. We like good people trophies that we also play for. So, and this and was one of the latter trophy, ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. That's right. That's right. But, yeah, the game itself. Uh, Oh, the spread on this one. I, just looking at it, I think momentum is in Penn State's hands. They seem to have kind of righted the ship a little bit, uh, a couple wins in a row. You know, they've had a good offensive, you know, game most of the year. They finally seem to be, you know, turning it in. They, they cut turnovers down, and uh, Michigan State's coming off a, kind of a thumping by Ohio State where they gave up a gazillion yards rushing the ball, which, you know, Penn State's been pretty solid at. So I wouldn't go out of my way to put money on this, but if I did, you know, 14 and a half – might be a bit much if you can get that at like 13 and a half somewhere i'd probably jump on that but uh yeah i'd feel pretty good at penn state on this one if, if you had to bet it so. yeah, uh, this is my don't touch that game with a big 10 foot f- pole this week <laughs> i got no interest and no inclinations on this with penn state 14 and a half not bothering yeah yeah I've, i'm probably in that camp as well rob Penn State and Michigan State are playing this week? <laughs> Apparently. It's a big rivalry. It's oh, the two first wow. land-grant institutions facing well, off I am, against one uh, another, Rob. I am looking at this trophy right here, and I would say the Boomer's description of it is is perfect. Um, this looks like something like as a joke that I would give to one of my sales reps for being the top salesperson of the month. Um you know, that I had made up from the local trophy shop about three blocks from where I work right now. Um, yeah, I I don't care about this game. I'm going to be watching the Nebraska game when this game is on, and I probably won't even bother to check the score. That's how much I care about this game. Yeah, it's in East Lansing in December. I'll guarantee it's going to be cold and miserable there. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, we have the Bringing Up the Rear trophy game, <laughs> Maryland versus Rutgers. Uh, both fighting for a third win 
and um, one of these may be a Nebraska opponent in Week 9. The Terps, 7-point favorites over under 58. Who's got to take on this one? Silence. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, it's again, with Maryland, it's hard to know. They just haven't played much. We haven't seen a whole lot out of them. Two and two, is that right, Boomer? Yeah, right? they, they played, played four, four games. games, so, man, you have no idea what to expect out of that. You know, they've looked good at times. They've looked terrible at times. Rutgers has played well in most of their games. You know, the key to them is turnovers. If they, you know, it's true with most teams, but when, you know, Rutgers turns the ball over, they lose. When they win that turnover battle, they've won both their games. So if you got a gut feeling on how the turnovers are going to go, go with that, folks. But I I have no read on this game otherwise. It's it's Maryland's so inconsistent and hard to read with only four games under their belt. So I would I would avoid it in general. I'm in, I, I I would avoid this game. I, I I'm I'm still looking at that and like Maryland's favored by seven. Is that right, Skip? They're both two win teams. Rutgers has actually beaten Purdue. Um, they they've been competitive in games. I I don't really see this as seven points in in Maryland's favor. I I feel like. Uh, when I when I look at the games at the beginning of the week, I usually try to look at them without the spreads, and then then I look at them with the spreads. And I saw this, and I'm like, man, I, I thought that was a pick'em, right? I, I so I I may not bet this game, but I, I think Rutgers is is just right there with Maryland. And I was just surprised with seven points. Yeah, I, the only thing I could think of is their common opponent of Penn State. Maryland beat Penn State uh, by. 16 and Rutgers just lost to him last week, uh, 23 to 7. So I guess maybe that's sure, where they're coming from. Sure, off. but Penn State's feels to be a different team uh, now than they were earlier in the mm-hmm. year. So, yeah, that's a hard one to, to judge. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I'm not watching it, but uh, my tip there would be to, to consider Rutgers maybe a value bet. I might actually take Rutgers on this game. Um, as we've talked about in the past, um, Rutgers is a better team than their record this year. They seem to really be playing for Shiano. Um, and I just, I definitely think they're a better team than Maryland. I've, I've surprisingly, I've watched quite a few Rutgers, game, Rutgers <laughs> game this year. So um, don't ask me why or how, um, but for some reason, uh, you know, anytime there's a Big Ten game on, I do try to watch it when Nebraska is not playing. Um, and I like Rutgers a little bit just like their style of play this year and their energy and heart that they've been showing on the field so I see them winning this game at least so I would take Rutgers to at least just a a word of warning I bet Rutgers one time this year and they lost and I felt really stupid because at the end of the day I had to tell myself I bet on Rutgers and I lost (laughs) so what I, you know. Yep, that's right. But my one of my best wins of the year, Skip, is betting against Rutgers. I had a fourteen parlay, and I needed Michigan to uh, just Oof. win the money line, and they won in overtime. But sometimes you sweat those those parlays out, right, Skip? Yeah, sometimes you're just better not betting a game so you don't feel stupid. All right, let's take a look at the uh, the game of the week in the Big Ten. Uh, we have the Badgers of Wisconsin now two point favorites over the Iowa Hawkeyes over under at a very low forty one and a half. Boomer, uh, these guys play for do they play for Paul Bunyan's trophy or something? What do they play for? 
Oh, the Heartland Trophy. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Heartland Trophy. It's a brass bowl because everything Iowa has to be some sort of farm animal. So that's right. Okay. Uh, this is the most interesting line movement of the week because Iowa opened a two and a half point favorite, and now they are a two point underdog. Wisconsin has jumped four and a half points on this. Right away, we were talking how are we missing some COVID news out of Iowa City? Um, I, we can't yeah. find anything. It's kind of shocking to see how much, especially after the last two Wisconsin performances that they've put on the field, how they've jumped four and a half points this early in the week. Uh, the only thing I can figure is there's going to be some major weather issues in Iowa City. We've got morning snow giving way to snow showers in the afternoon. This is a 2.30 uh, Central Time game, high of 35, with winds at 15 to 25 miles an hour. So heavy wind, snow. Maybe people are thinking uh, Wisconsin's the better running team. It's going to be whoever can run better than that type of wind and snow is my guess. Who's got the better kicker? On those teams, that's that's the question I want to know. Who's got be the Iowa, that yeah, Iowa Duncan. Had a solid kicking game. At least against us, we saw he was you know pretty solid for the most part. And I guess God, Wisconsin's barely scored in their last two games, so I don't know what kind of faith they have. It's kind of hard there. to kick in the wind. I wouldn't. It uh, is. It I is. wouldn't bet on a kicking game from either. But that would explain why this over under is also very very low, forty one and a half. Maybe this is another one, Dave. Especially with wind, seems to be what affects over-unders the most. Uh, Bet this one up to 42.5 and and take the under. Yeah, I'll probably do that. It seems like that's a pretty good bet. And, yeah, I I just don't see what people see in Wisconsin this year right now. You have a a redshirt freshman quarterback that struggled the last couple weeks. Uh, They haven't been putting points on the board. They haven't been as good of a running team as they have historically. They don't have that at Bill Cow that they've traditionally had to hand off in these type of conditions and know they're going to get yardage. So, and Iowa's actually been a better running team this year than they have had in, in recent years. So I, I just don't see why this line has moved in its direction. And I think it could be a pretty good, pretty good bet to take the Hawkeyes. If we are looking at rushing stats in the Big Ten, Wisconsin is third, Iowa is fifth. They're very uh, somewhat close. Rushing defense, Wisconsin is number one, but Iowa's not far behind him at number three. Um, but Wisconsin, four games, Iowa seven. So, um, you know, they've, they've played yeah, a lot true. of different opponents here. Yeah. That, that's Boomer, Rob, any any other nuggets on this one? You, you taking anything? Um, well, I'm, I'm making a compilation this week um, of everybody's picks. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what what uh, I think we should now just just call the skip parlay, um, and put some money down on all of our picks and see what happens. Play it out. Do something along those lines. Um, and I, and if Skip chooses to tell that story, he can. But uh, yeah, I had a good good parlay yeah, I, win this week with four of the five of our uh, of those picks being the betcast by far my biggest uh, victory and celebration on the gambling season. Well, congratulations Thank on you. that. Yeah, I do like the under on this game for a lot of the reasons that Skip was given as far as weather goes. And um... Yeah, 
Yeah, two freshman quarterbacks. I don't think if it really is, if that win holds up, maybe this is something you look at. Make sure it's still going to be windy around game time. Check the forecast Saturday morning. But I, I don't see any of these coaches who are very conservative to begin with putting the ball in freshman quarterbacks' hands in a windy, snowy game. The under, you know, something like a 42.5 would be a, a great solid bet, and I would I would be making that too if the forecast holds up. Yeah, and like you'd mentioned with the weather, that's going to play a role in turnovers. And just looking at tendencies so far from the year, uh, Iowa's, uh, I believe, plus 8 in the turnover margin. Wisconsin's minus 2. Um, so even in good weather, Wisconsin's had the tendency to turn the ball over, especially against Northwestern. What did they have? I think like 5 turnovers in that game. Just completely crippled their efforts there. Uh, so, you know, if that holds true, you might look to Iowa to win some turnover battles in this game. So something to keep in mind with that weather. So but we may see this game a little later in some of my picks. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, good stuff in the Big Ten. Let's uh, head into our best bets of the week. Betcast, Betcast best bets. All right, uh, I'm going to open up the best bets of the week for the change. I appreciate that, guys. Um, I usually uh, go go at the end and get the scraps. So I'll start off and. I'll, I'll go to a game that we haven't talked about, um, but it is uh, traditionally on this weekend. It's the Army-Navy game. Here's a, a great game where you typically want to take the uh, under on this, but it is super low this year. It's 38 points, um, but it's low for a reason. Navy doesn't score a lot of points at all this year. Um, I, I think that would be a decent bet to take, but I think the safer bet is actually Army and the, the spread. I have it at uh, 6.5, so I'm taking Army at 6.5. Uh, another uh, bet I'm going to take out of the ACC is uh, the Miami Hurricanes, uh, two-and-a-half-point favorites over North Carolina. I uh, don't have a lot of faith in North Carolina to stop anybody at this point defensively, and even when they did have a little better defensive performance versus Notre Dame, they still lost by two touchdowns. Uh, Miami has one loss on the year to the number three team in the country and not getting a lot of respect there, so I'm going to take the Hurricanes. And um, number three pick, I'll go off the wall on this one and, and follow Skip's advice. I'm, I'm going to look, uh, I don't know what the number is quite yet, but the Alabama first half uh, over, or cover, excuse me, the cover on the first half of, of Alabama. I'm looking at Alabama um, probably on cruise control at this point, um, but they um, will come out and um, put up a big, Big first half total and cover the first half. Uh, no halftime line up as as we record this on Thursday evening yet. All right. Well, when uh, when our graphics guy Dan sends out the the, the uh, tweet, maybe we'll have that up. Let's uh, see what uh, Boomer has on his mind. Well, it was kind of a rough week for picks, just trying to find games I liked. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Cure and Joy Division this week, so kind of feeling a little dark already. And then with all the the Star Wars news out, I thought I'd go with a theme with the World is So Dark Side picks. Um, so first up, uh, Iowa, they wear the black uniforms, uh, kind of like uh, all your Imperial guys do. So I like them at, uh, if you can get them at plus two versus Wisconsin. Uh, we talked about it. I We don't really know what the love for Wisconsin is other than history, I guess, so... I hate betting Iowa, and don't. it's kind of distasteful to even say so, but uh, I think that's a good pick. Uh, my next one, uh, I'm in agreement with Dave. You've got the Miami Hurricanes, who like to use the Imperial March as a theme song at minus 2.5 <laughs> of UNC. 
And finally, to round it out, I just decided to go with a team that usually, you know, gets kind of a lot of love and never turns out a whole lot of stuff. Kind of Boba Fett, Captain Phasma-esque, if you're into those movies. You know, they, a lot of flash don't amount to much every year. Auburn is uh, minus 6.5 at Mississippi State. I think they can win that by a touchdown. So, there you go. Another theme uh, theme week for us here at the Redcast. So. Beautiful. All right, Boomer. I like that. I like that last one. Auburn, six and a half point favorites over Mississippi State. Yeah, I could see that. That's good. That's solid. Rob, what do you got? Well, I'm going to stick with Nevada. Um, I really like that team. I watch a lot of them. Um, for some reason, I always find myself, I think it's because I attended a home game of theirs once when they played UNLV. Enjoyed that rivalry game a lot. I actually enjoyed the f- the fights in the stands more than the I enjoyed the game. The stabbings in the parking but, lot? Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> if, the if, if the over-under? It's probably very low this year with no fans in attendance. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, I guess and it's funny with the Raiders moving, you know, to to uh, to Nevada. It's going to be perfect that that game's going to be played in the Raiders' new stadium every year because that's ex- exactly what you're going to expect from people in that stadium, right? Like, um, but I'm going to take Nevada. They um, are actually the one uh, point and a half uh, dog on that game against San Jose State, who is undefeated. But I've watched San Jose State play. Um, I'm not that impressed with them. I really do like Nevada, who's who's uh, six and one this year. So um, I'm going to take Nevada in that game to cover. Um, I'm also going to do some lock unity with everyone here in that Miami at two and a half over UNC. Um, that's that's easy money as far as I'm concerned. So we can just all go ahead and, and call ourselves lock unity on that one between Dave Boomer and myself because I don't know what Skip's picks are yet. Um, and then I'm going to just continue to do the traditional pick that, that I like to do. And I'm actually going to um, take I apologize. Sorry, I had to catch my breath there a second. I'm going to take Nebraska to cover the point spread this week at 10 and a half. Um, you know, just looking at the history of these two teams playing, especially over the last nine meetings, um, it's generally going to be a blowout, whoever wins. So I'm seeing Nebraska just come out there. Nebraska's looked great on offense the last uh, uh, you know, t- couple times that they've won. They are going to win this week, so they might as well just go ahead and keep looking good. All right, good stuff, Rob. Uh, let's go with Skip. Uh, like Boomer, I also have a theme this week. It is all Mountain West Conference games because that has been <laughs> by far nice. my highest winning percentage uh, in gambling this season. And, oh, my that gosh, you know. we're coming to it. It's already the last week for most of these teams, so I better uh, dip my toes back into the, the money well one last shot, uh, one last time while I have a shot. So I am going with... Boise State, minus 11 in Laramie, Wyoming. Uh, Boise State still with plenty to play for. They've, they've got uh, the Mountain West Championship game uh, to play uh, to get into with Nevada playing uh, San Jose State. They are still looking to get into that game. They're, only, they're undefeated in conference play. Their only loss was against BYU using their third-string quarterback. So I think that is uh, easily a two-touchdown game they can win in Laramie, but I, I will bet it down to minus 10. I'll take the one more point to feel a little more comfortable about it. As I mentioned earlier in the show, UNLV, another team winless against the spread, 0-5, and they got to travel to Hawaii, and they're also switching up some quarterbacks at the same time. I think Hawaii's going to roll. I'm not afraid of some of these big spreads in the last week because there's just a 
big difference in motivation uh, with some of these schools going into their final game of the season. Hawaii minus 20. I'm taking them. Aloha. And finally, <laughs> my alma mater, CSU, Colorado State Rams, minus 13 at home against Utah State. CSU still only played five games this year. Utah State has gotten seven in, and Utah State's season has been a dumpster fire. They fired their coach midseason. They kicked their starting quarterback out midseason. They, um, they are the bottom feeders in the conference with UNLV. And CSU, they're still excited to play for their new coach this season. They're jonesing to go out there to get a win and to keep playing. Uh, so I just think two teams with completely different motivations. And CSU's been running the ball well recently, and I, I think they're just going to run it down Utah State's throats and really open up the passing game to a team that really is not motivated to finish their season this weekend. All right, that's that's a good little nugget there, Skip. I like the angle, and I like the Mountain West picks. And uh, I'll go with Vegas Jair, give you his picks. He is 10-13-1 on the season. Uh, he submitted three picks. One game is already canceled, that Indiana-Purdue. He had the over in that. Uh, so he is going a, uh, with Wisconsin, minus two in this game at Iowa, and also Cal getting minus two at Washington State. All right. All right, good stuff, guys. Um, hopefully there's some, some wins out there in that, that list of games. Uh, for now, let's call that a Go Big Betcast. Go Big Betcast.